Well, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are. For me, it's the afternoon. And I want to welcome you back to the show. This is the Seven Transformations podcast. We talk about everything from consciousness to business to transforming your relationships. I uh, My name is Tudor, and I'm a professional ballroom dancer. I'm also an artist. I compete regularly in ballroom dancing. I teach. And my life has inspired me in the last uh, couple of years to put together a structure. I'm writing a book of the same name, Seven Transformations, that combines my life experiences into one idea, which is how to live a created and transformed life with the people that you love every day. That's something that is an ongoing practice, and that's what the Seven Transformations is about. So today I wanted to talk to you about a very neat practice, a very neat idea that I have used over the course of my teaching ballroom dancing, both with myself and my students. And it's also in alignment with one of the main principles of the book that I'm writing, which is the power of language. You know, language and words are very uh, strong tools in our lives for creating everything that we're doing, from your relationships to the future that you're looking forward to, to even healing broken wounds and traumas of the past. Language is something that controls a large part of the emotions and actions that we experience in those areas. And words can act as a guidestone or a, a focus or channeling avenue for whatever it is that you're doing. As an example, every time we'd prepare for a competition, we would use keywords, you know, like, for example, energy. You know, that's something very generic. And they can range. Sometimes they can be as open-ended as that. Or I remember a funny story with one of my students. I was trying to get her to straighten her leg. And in ballroom dancing, when we say straighten your leg, it's it's really hyper-extending. It's a lot of energy. It's very unnatural in many aspects. So we have to put a lot of energy into our bodies in ways that we aren't accustomed to. So sometimes, you know, a word like zombies was really doing the trick. Now, what zombies meant in that situation, it came from a conversation and joking around that we had about literally zombies popping out of the floor trying to grab your leg and hold on to it. So I wanted her to straighten her leg and keep her leg there just an increment of time more. And if you're having trouble visualizing that, don't worry about it. But the idea is very simple. The word channels your mind on a particular image, on a particular feeling that's associated with actions in your body, in your emotions, all from just one word. And the difference in performance is is immediate. It's very palpable. And the same thing goes with anything in life. You know, we use this as a trick for dancing to channel our minds and our performances before we go on the floor or when we're trying to elicit a certain character. But I think it can be used in daily life too. You know, something that I want to do that I'm really interested in is the therapeutic aspects of dancing. And in my experience, dancing combined with language can be very, very powerful. You know, we associate dancing with a lot of release, with expression, you know, expressing your emotions. 
that sort of thing. And those things are very cathartic. They're very healing in a way. And I also think that language can also have that healing property because the way that something occurs to you can dramatically impact your emotions, you know, the physical things that actually happen in your body. If something is a danger or a threat or negative versus if it's perceived as, you know, the opposite of that, it can be a very different story for your body and for your stress response. So how we word things, how we let things occur to us is a very important part of life. And words, you know, I learned about something called active meditation back in college. I took a Qigong class and it was interesting because at that point in time, I was probably in my early 20s, I always thought meditation was sitting there quietly, you know, with with your thumbs just twiddling and breathing and hoping to God that your mind would be silent. But it doesn't work that way. And I was introduced to the idea that activity, that movement, that breathing or whatever it was, in this case, we were walking around the room very slowly, feeling our feet transfer weight from one to another, which actually was really funny because at the time I was like, wow, this is a lot like what we do in ballroom dancing. Or if you've ever done Argentine tango, or martial arts even, you know, the idea is the same. You have something constantly that your mind is present to, uh, that it's focusing on. In this case, it's a physical sensation. But the active meditation was a principle that was very neat to me because it gave me the freedom to be active, to do something, without having to feel like I need to sit still to meditate. And I really believe in that because I don't think any of us can really sit still for that long. Our minds, even if the body's standing still, the mind needs something to focus on, whether that's, you know, in meditation they have mantras that you chant or you do your om or, you know, you visualize or you focus on your breathing. All of those things engage different senses. One of them is your your feeling, one of them is your voice. One of them is your mind visualizing patterns, but it doesn't matter. The idea is still the same, is that there is an activity that you're doing. And in this episode, I want to talk about words as an active form of meditation and the power that they hold. You know, The Seven Transformations, the book I'm writing about, is is based on the seven chakras. Although I integrate a lot of the things that have made a big impact in my life in there, such as you know, personal improvement seminars, you know, language, psychology, philosophy, all those things in dancing, obviously, all those things made a big difference. But the seven transformations are based on the seven chakras because I feel that that structure encompasses literally everything in our lives. And I think it's a very easy structure, it's very relatable, it's very intuitive. And I thought to myself, well, what if there was a word, an action word, that could be associated to each one of those ongoing transformations that we have to deal with in life, that can act almost as a mantra or as a guidestone? And I came up with a few for each one. For example, let's say that we're talking about trust and control. Like the last episode I recorded perfecting your perfectionism 
leveraging control to create the life that you want to live. You know, that was about basically control is not a bad thing. It's something that it's just there. And sometimes it serves you. Sometimes it doesn't. And the dance of life, so to speak, is recognizing when, you know, when that is, distinguishing between the two. And for me personally, control has always been a struggle because I am very type A. I am very go, go, go. And learning when to dial it back and when to push has been my dance of life for for many years. And let's say now that you took a word that could encompass a therapeutic benefit for somebody who is having a situation dealing with, let's say, control or controlling a a situation, a person, a relationship, whatever's going on. Let's say we take the word breathe, for example, and you just take that word breathe, breathe, and and you listen to it, and you say it slowly, and you listen to the sounds of each letter, breathe. And you, you just take it in. You, you feel the th of the th as you exhale. Breathe. And you listen to it. And that, as a word, as, it, as a feeling, can help to channel the feeling of letting go, to the feeling of breathing, to help your mind focus on something and get back to ground. You know, if you're having trouble with a situation that's getting out of your control, what if you had a word, a safety word, so to speak, right, that you could always come back to, that you knew that that word, okay, I'm going to honor my promise to myself that every time I use this word on myself, it's to get back to a particular experience. If I know that I have trouble getting overcommitted or, you know, going too hard on something, then I need to use my safety word. And that word can be whatever it is for you. You know, I chose to use breathe in this case because it relates to some other things. But it can be whatever you want. You know, the point is that the word can elicit a response because we associate words and meaning to emotional experiences, to visual pictures in our mind. Words have a lot of power. And, you know, when you when you realize how much power they have and you actually use that power as a tool uh, for creating, again, this is about creating the life that you want to live. Because oftentimes, you know, we use that power against ourselves without even knowing. Words are extremely powerful. And if you think about all the times that you complain, or that you put something down. Somebody has an idea and, or you have an idea and immediately there's, you know, the the bad side of it or the risks or all these things. You know, we, we put things down, we, we make things small, we diminish our accomplishments, we complain and make things a lot worse than they are, we, you know, become ungrateful. We are rewiring our brains all the time. The Native Americans have a saying about the dark wolf and the white wolf, and which one you feed with one of your choices. You know, it's an old proverb, but it's true. Everything that you say is going to wire your brain in one direction or another, every day, every conversation. And it's something I'm guilty of, something that 
we're all guilty of in our conversations. It's about just daily vigilance, but your words have power on your reality, on your thinking, and that thinking is the source of your actions. Your actions trickle down to your behaviors and they create habits and so on. So words have power and you can use keywords to help you create the life that you want to live because life is not free of struggle. It's not free of ups and downs. It is certainly not free of pain and suffering. So the question is then, how do we proactively and positively ride through those oscillations, those ups and downs in life? And we don't quit. You don't quit. You don't hang your hat down. You don't tuck your tail. You come out of it empowered. And when you have a hard day, it's a hard day, but it's not a bad day. So in that lies the knowledge to use your language with power and particularly use words, just one word. That's all it takes. Just use one word that is meaningful to you, that you can really get present to, and that you can use it as a mental focal point to bring you back to a safe space psychologically spiritually emotionally so what's your word what's the situation that you are dealing with right now whether it's challenging your finances your love life your business controlling you know whatever relationships in partnerships whatever that challenge happens to be your health maybe what is a word that you can use, that you'll stay with that word and not change it all the time, but something that's powerful to you, that's meaningful to you, as a memento, as a keepsake that you can bring with you in that situation every time it comes up, that can bring you back, that can help you perform your A-game, just like we perform on the dance floor. You know, you have the dance of life, and every day is a performance, it's a show, doesn't have to feel like some extravagant thing, but you do have your life's choreography that you go through every day, and you can dance that with apathy and cynicism and just surviving until the weekend comes or whenever, or you can embrace the music and dance full out. So let me know what you guys think. I think words are very important. They're an important part of life and motivation and success and even insanity and happiness and peace of mind. So what are the words that you guys use? If you like this show, feel free to let me know, subscribe, share with your friends. You know the drill. You can also contact me on Facebook if you have any ideas about things that you may would want to hear on the show. And thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your day. <laughs>